What's up, everyone? This is Richard at the Men of the House podcast, coming at you with a mental health hijack. And yes, I'm going to do it on a Tuesday because I got to take my dad to some doctor's appointments the next couple of days. So I'm going to be out of the house, unable to record, be working, etc., etc. So we're going to release this one today, Tuesday, December 12th. And the topic is mental health. And the reason for that is I just kind of had a bad mental health day yesterday. And I'll explain it a little further in detail. But, um, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things that's it's kind of hard to talk about. But I want to be open about it in case there's anyone else out there who um, has kind of the same thoughts, issues, and maybe this will help them through it. So, you know, I didn't sleep well Sunday night. I slept for about an hour, 4.45 a.m. till 5.45 a.m. Um, an hour of sleep is not enough, but interestingly enough, I wasn't really tired mentally. My body felt a little banged up just from being up so long, but mentally I felt okay in terms of tiredness, but I did not feel okay in terms of well-being. And, you know, this is fresh. This is yesterday. Um, the only thing that's happened between then is I finally got some sleep. I woke up. I went to the gym, kind of back on routine a little bit, and I feel a lot better today. But yesterday... It would have been hard to convince me of anything positive, I guess you could say. Um, people who suffer with this, you might want to call it depression. You know, real debilitating depression is, um, it manifests itself in different ways. Some people have trouble getting out of bed. Some people don't want to do anything for me. I just want to be left alone. I kind of isolate. I don't really want to talk to anyone. So yesterday I did spend a good portion of time Ubering. Um, because one of the great things about Ubering is it allows me and gives me that time to think about podcasts, um, what I'm going to talk about, um, life in general. The bad part about Uber is it also gives you time to think. So if you're having a bad mental health day, it's real easy to let it spiral out of control and take you downward. But then there's also instances where you, if you can control it and recognize it, then you can try to work your way through it, which is normally kind of what happens to me. But this all kind of started over the weekend and for whatever reason, this weekend, um, I have like these mini panic attacks, kind of, as I was driving. And it's just this, your mind goes somewhere, and you get this feeling kind of in the pit of your stomach. Um, somewhere between the pit of your stomach and your chest, maybe your solar plexus area. But it kind of feels like when you're going downhill on a roller coaster a little bit nervous and you have to tell yourself 
take a few deep breaths, work your way through it, talk yourself out of it. And normally I'm pretty good about that and I was able to actually do that all weekend. But for whatever reason yesterday was just difficult. Um, it, it was hard to reason. And maybe that's why I, you know, I tend to isolate is because if I can't sometimes reason with myself, how am I going to get any reasoning from someone else? Um, but also when you feel that way, you may not see your perspective is different. So you're not going to see what the other person sees and you're kind of, you know, you're stuck in the storm and that storm is your brain. And it's just, it's interesting, but it's crazy how your brain can function and hijack your thoughts, hijack your emotions, keyword emotions, because, you know, if you suffer from any sort of depression, um, it works on feelings and emotions, not logic. So logical things, logical solutions kind of go out the window like, oh, go for a walk, do this, journal. I didn't go for a walk. I finally did journal yesterday evening, but mostly because my journal was home. Maybe I should have had it with me and I could have journaled a little bit sooner and worked my way through this, but I was also able to reach out to a friend um, you know, and it's not like that friend is going to solve my problems. It's just really kind of an ear, someone to listen. And, um, you know, they experience having difficult times themselves. So I feel like they definitely understand. But, you know, also with that, I probably should have called a little bit earlier. But it was just one of those days where I felt like anything and everything that was negative. There's a lot of doubt, a lot of, um, it's kind of hard to explain. It's kind of hard to put into words. It's this way of going, everything seems dismal, everything seems impossible, and I would just not like to be here anymore. Um, in a physical sense, but you know, that's not me. I'm not going to do that. I don't promote it. Um, my kind of, you know, what I was feeling yesterday is I wanted to pack a bag and just go off into the woods for a week. Um, a lot of people you know, may not get that, but, you know, I grew up in the country on 12 acres and kind of as a kid, the woods was my thinking place, my place to kind of go and get away from it all. You know, you can go out there, you can be with nature, you can build a fire, you can cook yourself something. There's just so much, it's peaceful. And that's kind of where I was at yesterday was I just felt like I needed to get away. Um, but clearly, I mean, I have a wife and a daughter, and I love them very much, and I'm not going to leave them um, by doing that. But 
that's how I felt. Um, key word, you know, these are feelings, and I didn't convert them into any sort of actions. Um, and that might be an important piece. Kind of when I, when I discuss this more, and it kind of goes into everything, but... You know, it, it, it's one of these things of going like, wow, do I even want to keep the podcast going? Maybe I should pull it completely, pull all my social media, and just disappear. Um, go get that regular job that I've talked about on previous episodes. Go back to that corporate environment that's so secure that you hate. You know, and when you start kind of compromising with yourself, you, you know, that should be a sign right there. What, things you wouldn't normally do, say, and maybe actions you wouldn't normally take. But, you know, really a lot of this is about being aware and you, in order to be aware of your emotions, yourself, getting to know yourself, you got to spend some time in the trenches. you got to spend some time being uncomfortable. You have to work through it. You have to sit with those negative thoughts, with those negative feelings, those emotions, and you have to let them be. Um, you know, kind of being stuck in a car while you're Ubering is, that's one of the things is there's nowhere to go. So you have to sit in that silence with that uncomfortable feeling and try to reason yourself through it. But you know, the great thing is, is you'll hear so many people say that growth, when you're uncomfortable, that's where the growth happens. And what we're talking about here is, you know, emotional growth, spiritual growth, um, that growth of where you're comfortable with who you are, your emotions, your expectations, and you're not going to give in to peer pressure, to anything. You're going to stick stick it through your way and work through it. And unfortunately, that's kind of the hard part in the time and era we live in is that nobody wants to sit with being uncomfortable. It's like going to the gym. You never regret it afterwards. But getting there can be difficult. Sometimes the process of working out is difficult. And if you're going hard and you're going to failure, you know, you're sitting there going, oh, I can't wait till this is over. Especially if you've ever, if you're not a runner and you've run a long distance or got on a rower for like 10, 15 minutes straight with a five pitch. I mean, it's, you're just like, oh. I want this to end. And that's kind of how I felt yesterday. 
And I think it's important to reframe and try to, uh, how do you say, nurture is not really the right word, but um, be in that time and use that. Use those feelings of, man, I want this to be over to, I got this, I can do this, I can go just one more. And that was kind of like my motto yesterday was, you just make it through today, tomorrow's a new day. You're going to get some sleep, you're going to wake up, it's going to be a new day. All you got to do is make it through the day without doing anything stupid, without harming yourself, without harming anyone else. Because people got on my everlasting nerve yesterday. And today is a new day. And it was. So, you know, it's kind of the message here is I, I think it's normal. It's normal to have these feelings. Even if you're not typically a depressed person. Um... I would think even the most positive people every once in a while get a little wave of gloom and doom. But if you suffer from depression or have a family history of it and whatnot, it's it's just a little bit different. It's just a little more challenging, that's all. And, you know, you got to work through it no matter what. And it kind of brings me to the topics of tools. You know what tools are there? Well... The one that most people automatically reach to is they want to escape somehow. Whether it's drinking, taking drugs, smoking a joint, um, taking some pills. They want to separate themselves from that feeling. And I really think it depends on, you know... I wouldn't advocate for drinking or anything else because that's a known depressant and all it's going to do is make it worse. But it kind of brings me to the topic of antidepressants. You know, some people get to such a point that their doctor prescribes them some antidepressants and um, for some people it helps. Sometimes it's a matter of finding the right one. Sometimes there's some trial and error. Um, and... But at the end of the day, if you're still, it's, it's a tool, you know, it's a, it's a piece that's going to kind of help even you out maybe long enough to put you in that space where you can work on whatever the core issue is, whatever it is that's stirring up your soul, causing that anxiety. Um, but regardless, you know, the important part of that is you still have to do the work. The pill's not going to fix everything. And then there's a, not, a chance you might have to take it the rest of your life. You know, I mean, just to give you an example, um, you know, I'm not a doctor. I was a manager in healthcare. Um, but, you know, there was a point in my career where I got depressed. And it was this thing of like where I went to my physician, I was like, I think I'm depressed. And I didn't know what it was, but I knew where it stemmed from. And that's kind of the example I'll use is, you know, we were in this position of 
you know, the organization I worked for merged with another organization that had more money, et cetera, et cetera. And whenever they got all the management together and they were trying to classify you as a one, two, three, or four um, from the other system, it was kind of like, hey, these are your duties. You know, do you fall into this category of one, two, three, four? And then it goes into how many people you manage, um, how many locations you manage, how many physicians you have, et cetera, et cetera. Well, in my old organization, I was a three. And then in my new organization, I was a two. But, you know, when I went through and looked at all this and the reclassification was... I, I I was like, I should be a three. This is how many people I have. This is how many locations I have. This is how many physicians I have. I should be a three. And I had brought this up to my leadership. And of course, it was like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. But then eventually my one up left. So then I went to HR and the VP and I sent them this email telling them, showing them, putting the proof there. And right about this time is kind of when COVID happened. And then they bring my one up back because she was in this different role. And, um, you know, I was told basically like, I hear you're making a fuss, you know, at the main office. You've gone to the VP and HR. Well, you should just be thankful you have a job because COVID was starting. And, you know, it's kind of that, I guess the best way to describe it is um, when you put all your efforts towards something, you do the right thing, you expect other people, whoever else, the other party to do the right thing, you put it all out there, you stand up for yourself, you speak up for yourself, and then you still basically get a like, fuck you, you should be grateful to let us shit all over you and take advantage of you. And that's really kind of how it felt. So yeah, I was depressed. I felt I couldn't do anything. I felt I was in this unmanageable position. And a lot of people were like, okay, Richard, well, why don't you just quit? Go find a new job. Well, I don't know if anybody heard, but around March of 2020, a lot of things shut down and there wasn't exactly a lot of fucking jobs out there. So, uh, yeah, that's why. Um, you know, and eventually enough, um, my doctor was like, well, you got to get some sleep because you haven't been sleeping because I was depressed. My mind was a mess. And let's start you on like an SSRI. Let's see if we can get your baseline back. You know, and when I talk about these things, kind of, let's and everybody envision a speedometer. And let's say your baseline is 50 miles an hour. You drop below that, you feel depressed. And your brain is trying to bring itself back up to 50. On the converse, if you are maybe inverse, um, that if you take something like alcohol, it temporarily, like, you know, sends you to 85, gives you a little dopamine hit, 
you're happy, you're giddy, you're laughy, and all that kind of stuff, and you feel good, life is great, and then all of a sudden, you come down off the alcohol, or the next day, and now you're sitting at like 15 miles an hour on that speedometer. And then it's taking like a couple days to get yourself back up to 50. And that's part of that hangover and that's part of that depression because alcohol is a depressant. Um, and people who kind of naturally fall into this category, it just takes so much more to get back to that baseline. And, you know, that's why I don't do it. That's why I don't drink. Because I don't like that two to three days of trying to get back to baseline just to feel normal, just to feel okay enough um, to move forward. And so, you know, I tried out the SSRIs. Um, maybe they worked a little bit. It went away. But then over time, you know, if you pay attention to your body, yourself, your brain, um, I just noticed that I didn't really have a lot of feelings. Like, maybe every once in a while I could get a laugh if I was watching something, ridiculousness, or some comedy special, listening to a certain podcast, I could get a maybe visceral, genuine gut laugh. But very rare. Um, the other thing I had noticed was um, I didn't feel as empathetic. And I would say I'm normally an empath. I would say kind of my, uh, one of the personality traits I have is I think I'm good at connecting with people. I think I'm a good listener. Um, and I can be empathetic to people's situations and how they feel and try to understand them and help them, even if it's only by listening. Um, so... I didn't have those feelings anymore. And about the only thing I actually ever felt when I had feelings was anger. But I just felt kind of numb. Um, I felt kind of flat. Like no emotion. And I didn't really like that. And so, you know, I spoke with my physician and we came up with a plan that I was going to stop taking them. And, you know, because I guess at that point in time, there's this, there's two, two schools of thought as well. We, you know, you're on this dose, it's not working, we can increase the dose or you can get off of them. I'm like, well, I don't want to increase the dose. So, you know, we came up with a plan. I got off of them. And, you know, when I first got off of them, probably one of the things I noticed the most was, it's a lot more emotional in terms of what it took to make me cry. And as a man, that's kind of difficult, but um, not really. But anyway, the point is, is that, you know, I was being a big old baby, a little bitch, if you will, <laughs> with some things. Um, you know, watching programs on Netflix or something, and that's so old of me to say programs, but saying something like... Um, you know, watching stories of underdogs and how people come from behind and they succeed. You know, everybody loves those kinds of stories, but I mean, I love them too, but they would kind of tear me up. 
And then, you know, as I'm going through these changes, kind of, you know, my thought was, man, a lot of that, a lot of the crying, a lot of the feeling sad, empathetic, but, you know, I was like, self, at least you're feeling. Even if it's sadness a little bit, emotional crying, you're feeling something, and you didn't have that before, you know? So we'll go from there, and then you slowly work on kind of returning yourself to normal or doing things like exercising, getting those endorphins up, getting that mental boost, things that you know are going to um, have a positive impact on your day and your mental health. And, you know, some people it's routine, it's proper nutrition, it's proper sleep, it's some exercise, journaling, reading, listening to positive music, um, listening to a good podcast, listening to someone discuss something positive. Um, and eventually, you know, I was able to get back kind of to a place where you can laugh organically and naturally. And maybe that's why I'm such a huge fan of comedy and laughter is because there's something, when something is truly funny, it's like an unprovoked laugh that is just so special and feels so good does so much positivity for you. And I got to where I could feel that again. And it's, you know, but I think like with anything, I mean, I've had some bad days between the last time I really felt this way, which was probably like July of 22, 2022 that is. So I feel like I've grown and made progress but you know it crept back in yesterday and you know it's not because I'm not exercising I'm not doing the right things but it's you know maybe it was the lack of sleep I don't know but whatever it was it crept back in yesterday and it was hard for me to shake but, you know, I got through it and, you know, kind of my goal, especially with this episode, is just to put a little, a little something out there to go, hey, this can happen. It's okay. You're not alone. You can make it through it. You just got to keep pushing forward. And even if you're on these great days and you're on this great ride, know that if you have one of these days, it's not the end of the world. You, you know, you can, you can call someone. There's resources out there for mental health, for people who are having a tough time. If you're in a position and you need to call or seek professional help, please do so. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's someone on Instagram, TikTok. Maybe it's a recovery group. Um, you know, there's so many. One of the, you know, one of the great things about our technology is that all these things. You know, there are Zoom meetings for people with alcohol, narcotic problems, whatever it is. 
but it, it's really about connecting, connecting with other people who maybe share some of the same struggles and helping each other get through them. But that doesn't happen if you don't reach out, if you don't make that step, if you don't send that text, if you don't make that phone call, if you don't send the email, um, that DM, whatever, you're guaranteed to sit and stew in your own head the remainder of the day. And maybe, you know, when you look at it, maybe there's not a lot that person can do. I mean, the person I talked to, my best friend since we were six years old, that's 41 years, you know, is like, I hate that you feel that way, is what he said to me. He knows, and I know through our friendship and positions that we're in right now, that what kind of help we can offer each other. But that was all the help I needed. But I know if I were in a real pickle and push came to shove, if I needed more, he would give more. So, you know, I would just say take some deep breaths, journal, listen to a podcast to let, so you know that you're not the only person. Um, but just call someone, reach out. You can DM me on Instagram. I'll answer you. If anyone needs help or just, you know, somebody like, uh, sometimes you just need an outside logical view to go like, like for me, like I think today, yesterday was so doom and gloom. I was convinced that nothing was good and I didn't even want to be here. But then you look and you go, man, you're, stop being an idiot. Like, look, you have your wife, your kid, your mom, you get to see your dad whenever you want. Like, every day I get to see my parents. You know, they're in their 60s, late 60s. Um, you, your car's working, you're able to drive an Uber which I love to do. I love helping people. I love making their day, um, taking them something good to eat or delivering something that they can't or don't want to. Who cares why? But, you know, I don't care. When I go into a place to pick up, I try to keep it positive and had a great interaction with the person and say, please and thank you. Have a great day. Smile. And because maybe they're having a tough time. And when I drop off, I'm the same exact way. You know, how's your day? Have a great day. Um, because that's truly who I am. And then, you know, I have the podcast I get to do. And, you know, yes, there are things I want more. But I have everything I need. And I'm okay. And... The most important things like your family and your friends and all that, I have them right here. But yesterday, I couldn't see any of it. And it didn't seem that way. And, you know, that's how powerful your mind is. It, it'll trick you. 
if you allow it. And so sometimes I think it's just important to remind yourself, you know, don't get tricked by your mind. Work through it. There are ways. Maybe it's professional ways. Maybe it's medication-assisted therapy. Maybe it's more holistic forms of therapy. Um, but I believe whatever it is, you can get through it. I got through it. And, you know, I didn't even want to be here yesterday. But I'm here. And I want to continue to be here. So, just want to leave everybody with that thought. If, you're, if your brain hijacks your mental health, reach out to someone, work through it, breathe, journal, listen to some positive music, listen to a positive podcast, try to get a laugh in, get in some exercise, and most important, get some rest. Because a tired brain will make you want to quit every time. On that note, I'm going to go out, spend some time with family today, go make some deliveries, go make some people's day. And um, I hope you guys do the same. Peace.